Hello guys, how are you doing? Um, hope you're having a great time. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's Joseph and this is sold out for Jesus. So today um, I'm going to be talking about dating and I have with me my sister. I would let her introduce herself. Hello everyone. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Joseph, for having me here. Um, so my name is Faith. I'm his, one of his older sisters. And I'm a pharmacist, but what I really like is to create content that is um, educative, content that teaches people what to do to improve their minds and also to improve their lives. So you can see like food and drink content on my YouTube page, for example. And then sometimes you see chats content that can be engaging and can hopefully help you in your life in general so i'm happy to be here and hopefully i get to share a few things that will be useful to you as you listen thank you for being here you know faith is she's definitely more knowledgeable than myself in terms of relationships um she's married with a kid so she should she definitely has like some insights that would be helpful for us so let's just jump right into it um we're talking about dating, right? But then before we talk about that, I want to talk about being single. Okay. You know, the single phase, for example, as a Christian, what should a Christian do ideally with their singleness? So for a single phase, there are many things that a Christian should do with their singleness. But then the first and most important thing, which is, which is necessary while you're single and even when you're married, is to get an understanding of what God wants you to do and also to make a decision on what you want to do. If you look at the Bible, for example, Paul himself didn't get married, but he did a lot of great things um, when it comes to the Bible and teaching us about spiritual life and growth. And he's, in fact, he's one of the most instrumental teachers in the New Testament, yet he was not married. So he was doing something in his single life. And you need to understand that in your single life, you are useful. You don't have to wait for marriage as the target so you need to go to god and say father in this phase of my life in this season of my life what do you want me to do we have to understand times and seasons as christians so that we know that in this time of our life while we're single and while we're young maybe the lord requires to start a certain ministry maybe he requires you to really push forward in your career so that by the time when he you are married you are able to manage the ministry he has brought you into or you're better able to you know, manage your career life and your marriage together. So find out what God wants you to do in this season. Don't look forward to um, marriage as the point in your life when you begin to leave. You need to leave now. You need to um, grow in your career, grow in skills acquisition, go in business. Take the opportunity to go around and evangelize to a lot of people. Because when you get married, there may be all oh, kids here. This and this I need to do for my spouse and all of that. But while you're single, you probably have the opportunity to really go around, you know, preach to a lot of people, speak to them about Christ, and then just build yourself up continually for what God requires you to do um, in the future. So I hear a lot of, you know, building up yourself, finding out what God wants for you in that phase. Mm -hmm. But say I've been in this phase for a while, but then I begin to have um, desires to have a partner. How do I what do I do now? Like I'm, I've been single for a while. I'm, I'm ready to get out of this, you know, single club. I want a wife. I want a husband. Like, what do I do? So you have to be um, more than willing. You have to be available. So you know, mm -hmm. sometimes people would say, okay, so I'm ready, but then they're not necessarily available. So where are you 
meeting friends, for example. But before we even go to as far as where you meet the person, I think something that is really important that we see in scripture, sometimes subtly, sometimes obviously, is mentorship. It's mm. always good to speak to a married couple that you admire or that you just want to start up with. You don't. That doesn't have to be the only couple that you speak to. But to begin to speak to them, to have an understanding of the process, they went and the mistake. I think one of the things that we find very hard to talk about in Christianity is mistakes. Mm. And which is something we need to become open um, about. Because if you get attached to a couple that is willing to share what they did wrong, it may help you to avoid doing some of those things wrong when you begin to start out. So hopefully you find couples around you who are willing to share not just what they did great, but what they did wrongly so that you can avoid those pitfalls. Then you yourself have to pray to God and let him know, okay, Father, I feel like this is the season I'm ready. The Lord himself will let you know, okay, this season always a bit more, or as you go forth, this is the, these are the things you're going to be looking out for. Then make yourself available because I know a number of people who say they want to get married, but they go to just office and then they come back home mm. and then that's it. They may even be involved in some level of ministry, but it's ministry where you cannot be seen. And so nobody really gets to meet them. Don't get me wrong. You can meet your spouse in the office. You can meet them in, you know, places you don't expect or somebody can even connect you to them. But when you become ready, you need to make yourself available. Meet up with other Christians. Go out to some places where you can meet good-hearted people and then begin to engage. So it is in those places because you're the one who finds or you're the one who gets found. To get found, you have to be seen. To find, you have to go out. So you have to understand that you don't just sit in your room when you're ready to meet the person. So be willing to put yourself out there as you allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you on who exactly you should be connecting with. Okay, so you said something. You said you're the one who finds or the one who gets found. You know, is it typical for like the guy to always do the finding and then the lady to always be found? Is that like a role? Well, I would say that it is some kind of subtle role. I wouldn't say it is necessarily cast in the sense that we see Ruth, for example, she positioned herself so that Boaz should come to her. But eventually Boaz did the speaking. So it isn't cast in the sense that you may put yourself in, in a position where to be seen. That's why I say you have to be available to be found. If it was just inside the house with mm -hmm. Naomi, she wouldn't have been seen. So even if you've seen somebody who you are interested in, I believe that it is better and right for the man to speak up, but then you have to be available for him to speak to you. Okay. So if you are always in a corner where you cannot be spoken to, he's not going to be able to reach to you. So I believe in the, in this sense, I believe in the traditional rule of the man um, seeking out, uh, because even Barika, he says, who, he who finds a wife, mm -hmm. you know, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So I believe the man should find you, but I believe like roots that you can position yourself to be seen by somebody. Okay, so let's say um, I'm already in a relationship, you know, uh, the girl has, you know, she's, the guy has found the girl, you know, or whatever happened, but like, they're dating now. What should the guy look for in the girl that would make him know that he's ready to get married to this lady and vice versa? What should the lady also look out for in the guy that help them understand, okay, they are ready to take the relationship to the next level? Okay, so before looking out for anything in the other person, you want to look out for what is happening in your own self. So okay. you want to ask yourself, okay, I know emotionally um, maybe I'm ready for this process, but am I ready for this process spiritually? Like what is God saying? So you need the Holy... See, we need the Holy Spirit for everything. Mm. I think that at the, at the moment where we come to that realization, we will save ourselves a lot of stress. Mm. Because then you know within yourself, 
and when you go to speak to the Holy Spirit, if this is the time, the place, and how the how you should go about um, the process of getting married to this person. And then you need to look for the fruits of this person because essentially as Christians listening, you want to be yoked with somebody who is equal, who is like you, meaning somebody who is like-minded in Christ, somebody who believes in Christ, somebody who believes in the Bible, somebody who believes in God, somebody who believes in the Holy Spirit. And it's important when you are looking at people that you don't just look at what they are saying but what they are doing because sometimes people may say a certain thing and do something else or people may actually desire to do one thing but not really be at that point so you want to really judge them not by their words but it's by their foot and even if they say that they are ready for this process what have they put in place that shows that this person is ready for this process for example so how are they living their life and how are they acting in preparation for this new place that they're going to coming so are they willing for example to leave their family home to move into a new place are they willing to look at the possibility of even changing states or even country depending on if you perhaps don't live in the same space at that time or are they even willing to um take the responsibility of fatherhood or motherhood or even the willingness to learn i think learning is so important are they willing to submit themselves to mentorship because the thing about life is that everybody is kind of learning as they go along the journey so you want somebody who is willing to listen and learn because if you can ever come um, to unite yourself with somebody who is not willing to learn or take correction then that's really a problem so you want somebody who acknowledges when they are at fault somebody who is now willing to work on that fault you know you can meet people who, are, who say okay yes uh, i'm the kind of person that throws my clothes on the bed and that's mm, that mm, but you you're looking for somebody who says yes i throw my clothes on the bed it's bad and i am working on it and then they're actually working on it mm -hmm. not somebody who defends this and says this is who i am take yeah. me as i am because i always say i believe that god expects us to come as we are but i don't believe he expects us to stay the same way that's so cool. you want somebody who has uh, values the Holy Spirit as you do, who values God, and who is also working on themselves actively and not defending bad behavior. Okay. And in terms of finances, like what level is good enough, you know, to get married? So in terms of finances, I would say it varies, but then on the basic level, you want to be able to have house, clothes, and food. Mm. So these are the important things. You need to have somewhere where you're going to stay. The house doesn't have to be owned by you, but somewhere you can rent, where you can live with your family. You want to have food because that's very essential. And then you want to have clothes on your body. And then to add to that, you want to have at least money when you start out that is going to allow you to be able to go to your office and come up. These are really, 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 really basic so if you haven't come to this basic, then you need to reevaluate the timing because you don't want to, at the beginning, begin to ask for money and all of those kind of things. In the end, it really would vary from people to people. But then I believe that if you have these foundations where you can have food to eat, a place to sleep, clothes to wear, and an office to go to, then you can start out together. Not that you plan to stay in that place because even the Bible requires that we invest in many things. So you have to make plans for how you're going to increase your capacity to take care of yourself and even get to a better place with your family. But I believe that you should be able to have those basic things um, while you begin the process. Okay, so you've spoken about like, you know, loving God and, you know, being, um, what I say, being willing to grow, you know, as, as you go on, as you grow with the other person. But one thing like, you know, we haven't really spoken about is compatibility. Do you think it's just okay to love God, to be ready to grow um, without being compatible, you know? Because I feel like personality types, you know, vary a lot. And 
I think that's something a lot of people do not consider before going to marriage. So how important is compatibility, even as a Christian that loves God? How important do you think it is? So I hear you and I hear your concerns, should I say, about compatibility. But in my opinion, as years go by, there are certain things that would look less tangible compared to others. So which is why I'm focusing or have spoken so much on the spirituality of the person. Because somebody who can hear God can really sort out different areas of their life. Mm. But if you're compatible physically, economically, and all of that, and you're not compatible spiritually, those other things will eventually give way. Mm -hmm. So I agree that it's important to be compatible with this person. You want to like this person as much as you love them. You know, so you want to be, it want, you want it to be somebody who you're attracted um, to, somebody who you want to sit beside, somebody who you want to laugh with and play with, somebody who understands your, uh, your, your way of thinking, mm-hmm. somebody who you also understand, you want all of that to follow. But then, in to, um, personally, I would say that the most important thing is the spiritual level of the person. Okay. Then secondly is the financial knowing of the person. The person may not have now, but then the person should have plans in place um, for what they are going to do to eventually improve their financial independence. So it's spiritual for me, then financial, and then you now come to all the layers of compatibility based on who we're speaking of. Some people, attractiveness is really important for them as in physical attractiveness. For some other people, it's mental attractiveness. Mm. But of course, you want it to be somebody that you, you are happy to come back home to so that it is not just one aspect 100%, that the person yeah. has checked. So quickly now, what are some common misconceptions that single people have about marriage? Like what have you heard maybe from your single friends or siblings or people in general that, you know, is like a proper misconception about like marriage? Okay, so I think one of the most common myths about marriage and which I think that unfortunately, or should I say, or as the case is, it may be difficult to clear up until people get into marriage is the idea that marriage is the place where you have your full depth and breadth of happiness and all of those kind of things. We often think about it as the next or the place where you you can come to your full self. And then people come in and realize that this person that I love is a human being. And so they have limitations. So you realize that you should have been living your life even while waiting to get married to this person. So the idea that happiness is in marriage, as in, of course, there's happiness in marriage, but the idea that that is the destination or that's the place where you pick up happiness Mm. because you go on um, overwhelming somebody if you expect them to be your all because look at it, no human being can actually be the all of any person. So I guess that's one misconception that people have um, about marriage. Um, I'm trying to see what other misconception people have about marriage. What about like the ones that just feel like, you know, okay, we just want to get married. So we just keep on having sex like 24-7 and all of that. That's another misconception people have that Mm. that happens um, 24-7. They have the misconception from the perspective of the man and also from the perspective of the woman. Mm. And it's not realistic for different reasons because, Mm. first of all, the woman's... um, um, psycho- a, a sexual desire may not be the same as a man's sexual mm-hmm. desire mm-hmm. but beyond that is the fact that when you get into marriage you now have certain responsibilities and mm-hmm. then sometimes that responsibilities one can take your time and then secondly they can they can um, put 
put the man off of the mood mm. as it were so for example maybe if he's trying to think about bills to pay and all mm-hmm. of this kind of thing and then after a while for a good healthy marriage you may come to a place where intimacy is more than sex so you just want to be in this person's presence you want them to be mm. at home you probably want them to be on the bed with you but you don't really want to do mm-hmm. anything because it's gone beyond the acts of act of sex but has become a relationship of intimacy so um that's idea that you're going to be one be free or be willing or be able to um, be available for sex every time actually is another misconception that a number of people have because you wake up in the morning you're probably rushing to take your child to school you know and when you get back you probably want to quickly cook and then get to bed so it may not be as you imagine it in your head so essentially bills are not sexy no bills are not sexy (laughs) okay fair enough um so is there the one do you believe in the concept of the one no i don't believe in the concept of like a soulmate kind of thing i don't believe in the concept of the one but Mm. i believe that god can guide you to that person for you i don't believe in the concept of the one strictly in that strict sense because it means that everybody would have missed it if one person misses it. It's like a domino effect. So if yeah. somebody skips their soulmate, it means that everybody has skipped mm-hmm. their soulmate. Mm. So I don't believe in, in, in the one in that sense. I, I, however, believe that if we don't listen, we will miss who God is directing us to in this time. Okay. So that's why I'm like, I don't believe in the one, but then I do believe that you need to lean on God for who you should be going towards for marriage and what both of you need to develop in yourselves individually before you get in and then collectively i think one thing as well is you know this whole concept of the one like you said the domino effect like obviously one person misses it then it means exactly everyone else misses it and it just doesn't make sense so that means okay if this one person dies then automatically you're doomed to a life of singleness yeah that's another angle to it you know so i definitely don't think it's true i believe like you said like they could be the best person for you at a certain moment yeah and that could also change you know depending on how you don't key into it at that time exactly exactly or the person also may move away from god's will yeah as well so i definitely hear you on that and finally i know this has just been a lot of advice to singles but do you have any like particular um advice to like singles especially in this day and age Oh, I think one of my best advice would be to, we've probably heard it a lot, but you need to know who you are in Christ. It is so important because the pressure is a lot. There is pressure from social media. There is pressure from the technology age. So we are in a fast age. Mm. In fact, if you're keeping yourself for marriage, you probably would get insulted. Mm-hmm. So there is this pressure to look a certain way, to dress a certain way, to speak a certain way. So if you are not grounded in knowing who you are in Christ, you would easily fall. And then you would now find yourself buying things you don't need, you know, going to places you don't need to go to, mm-hmm. just engaging yourself in things that when you go back home, you're wondering, did I really need to do that? So you want to just um, be careful about um, doing everything that is just acceptable um, or in the society or that has become the norm in society. Because at the end of the day, if you do that, you are going to lose yourself. So you want to make sure that, first of all, you know, who, are, who am I? Why am I on this earth? What do I want to achieve at the end of my life? So that you don't um, pressure yourself by what everybody expects of dating or what everybody expects of a, of a young person that you now end up. Let me tell you something. 
if you remember in the Bible how Elijah felt that, oh, it was only meal mm-hmm. that was left, you know, there was that pressure. He just assumed that, oh my God, there's yeah. nobody else, there's nobody else. You may imagine I'm the only one keeping myself for marriage. But in reality, you're not the only one. There are a number of people who are still doing that. They may not be on social media, you may not know them, but then there are people. There are Christians who are praying, who are believing, who are trusting God, who love him so much that they want to do what he expects of them um, in this time and in this season. So I want you to be fully persuaded, to trust God, to help you to do the things that he requires of you now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. That's so much. This is packed with so much wisdom from the lifestyle blogger, the faith preacher, mm. <laughs> everything. Thank you very much for your words. Um, we we'll definitely take them to heart and um, we we'll definitely go back to reflect on all that you said because you've said a lot. Um, all right, guys. So, wait, okay. You need to, you should give the plug on your um, Instagram Okay, so yes, so you can check me out on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at quintessentialfaith. And then you can also check for me on YouTube with the same name. Just search for Quintessential Faith and you see my YouTube channel. You can subscribe, watch videos, like them, share them, and just connect with me. I look forward to hearing from you. There's something I said here that you really think you want to push the conversation further with me. Please send me a message. All right, so there you have it, guys. Um, that's our episode for today. I hope you are blessed. I hope you learned something new. And I hope you're going to take these things to heart. So to meet again next time, have a wonderful week. And God bless you. Amen. Amen.